Welcome to Mong Man Talk. I'm your host, Shiso Moa. It is Valentine's Month, and we have a guest that almost lost the love of his life when he was patiently waiting to ask her hand in marriage. But it sped up the process when his girlfriend's mom called her with some news telling her that she had to come home after her four year in college. He took action and he gave us a great story about it. Stay tuned to listen to. Are you looking for the latest Hmong inspired menswear? Well look no further. Shiso's menswear makes suit accessories, apparels, and you can find them at www.xixomenswear.com. Hey everyone, we're super excited. This gentleman's the first for this coming love story it is valentine's again we are excited for it this gentleman i have on is excited for it we'd like to welcome david how's it going man dude i'm doing great i'm doing awesome excited to be here thanks for uh reaching out and uh giving me the opportunity (laughs) awesome to have you love to share these kind of stories we've done it last year but you are a new guest and you know let's start with this Tell us one thing we don't know about you. Um, I just graduated, so I, I'm a doctor uh, of naturopathic medicine, and uh, uh, I, I did a dual degree, so I, I have a doctor, in mass, a doctor of naturopathic medicine and a master's of oriental medicine. So it's all holistic healing, uh, natural-based, um, along with understanding the Western uh, perspective as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Round of applause, brother. Round Thank of applause. You. Thanks. Thank and you. You are you planning on getting your own like practice and stuff too? Um, it's in the works right now. I'm studying for boards. Um, since I've just graduated, and uh, after I pass boards, we'll, you know, I'm I'm in the works of um, trying to figure out exactly where I want to want to be set. Um, other people have reached out um, to see if I want to join their practice, things like that. So you know, a lot of opportunities. And I just got to make a decision after passing the board. <laughs> you went to school in Arkansas, which we're going to get started at a part of your love story because it started in Arkansas, <laughs> am I correct? Yeah, you are correct there. You which, are correct. And which the story is about in Arkansas, where take me back when you were what, 18, 19, 20, mm-hmm. you, you left Wisconsin. You were born in Wisconsin. Yep. Born and raised in Wisconsin, yep, until the, I was about 18. Mm-hmm. The Rapid, Wausau area, am I right? Uh, Menominee, Eau Claire area. Menominee, Eau Claire area. Yeah. And were you seeing anybody then when you were a teenager? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of in and out of, um, uh, you know, I was a very sociable guy. So, I mean, um, I, I had, uh, you know, plenty or not plenty but you know i was sociable so so um um i i had uh, i i saw i saw i was dating when i was you know ever since i was i don't know freshman in high school i mean i was i started seeing girls yeah i see you started dating at a young age you were a ladies man yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I i try to be i try to be yeah <laughs> but moving forward do you went you know, through, through high school dating, you're, you know, you're, uh, you know, how call her high school sweetheart, but that obviously that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
probably went yep. to prom as well with did you go on prom date as well i, I did go on a prom date it wasn't uh, with the girlfriend but uh it was with a good friend i, I didn't have uh, a girlfriend at that time but yeah i went with a good friend okay mm-hmm. and then let's move on now into where you went cool so now by mm-hmm. then you're 20 you're like you know what why just move down to arkansas because you were in wisconsin at the time yep yeah, we were, we were Wisconsin. I, I actually did my first year of undergrad in uh, River Falls, um, and that was kind of a failure. I kind of partied my first year away and went to Minnesota like every weekend, you know, because River Falls and St. Paul right there is, man, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and so that's where the party was at. Um, but uh, there was this big wave. It was a 2003, 2004 area where the grave of Hmong people started to migrate down to Arkansas for the chicken farming. Uh, you know, my dad was in real estate, and then my dad was like, "Well, this is a good time. You know, you know, things are blooming, and uh, the the real estate market was pretty hot. You know, in 2003, 2004 area, and um, so they, my parents decided to move down south um, to kind of support that effort of all the Hmong people uh, moving down there as well for the chicken farm." And so after the first year, um, they wanted some help, uh, you know, financially as well. Um, and I didn't have much, you know, I was a single guy, bachelor. And, um, and I was like, all right, I'll come down and uh, see what's going on and support you guys. Yeah. Off you go, done our so. Yep, exactly. And this is where <laughs> the, good, the, the good part really starts here. Yeah. Because this is the juicy is. part where you're in school. You know, you're studying. And then one day. Yeah. yeah. The so-called wife, right? Wasn't it the wife, but the girl, but you know, the, a woman you call the woman of your dream, a, the woman that like, she's, she, I'm not even close to her level. Like, <laughs> you know, like just Dude. intimidated by her. Am I correct? Exactly, man, bro. It was, uh, I hadn't even started college yet because I was, um, you know, I'd just gone down. It was summer and fall had just kind of started and I wasn't in the, the Arkansas school the university yet, but there was a, a monk, the student monk club of Arkansas. They had a, a, a Halloween dance and it's like word of mouth, you know, monk people is like, good dude, there's a, there's a monk dance, you know, Halloween, uh, the students are throwing it. Let's go check it out. And so I knew it. I didn't know anyone except maybe just a, a, a couple of good friends, you know, that were, I was hanging out with, but I, I, I didn't know any of the students at all. And uh, first, you know, I went, you know, we went and man, the first time I saw uh, this girl, uh, her name's Yang, um, uh, my future wife, of course, man, I was, I was like, like blown away. Like, seriously, I was like, wow, this girl like is out of my league. Like, I'm so intimidated. And uh, I was, I, I, I didn't know how to uh, interact with her. And it was strange because I'm very confident. I'm a very confident, sociable guy when it comes to girls. Okay, this is the first girl I was like, "Dang, dude, this girl is out of my league. I don't know if I can I can hang with her," you know. And so I, I kept it cool and just just uh, you know introduced myself. Um, and I was like, "Wow, you guys go to school here, you know?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're all students here, you know." And I uh, just played it cool, but I was definitely very very intimidated for sure. So. <laughs> So officially, so officially, uh, you guys met at the school dance in the club, and yeah. your first yeah. impression of her was just intimidated, you know, because 
you seem like you people you were you know were really smooth with the, with the women, but with with her, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had my older brother. Uh, he was there with me as well, and I was just I was just so so chicken. I, I didn't know how to ask of her for her number at the end, and I was like, bro, bro, just just ask for her number for me. I'm just so scared, dude. Uh, I didn't I didn't tell them that I was scared. You know, I was like, dude, just get her number. You know, and uh, and so of course, you know. Dad, he was, you know, he he didn't care. He was getting to know everyone too. So, uh, so he got her number for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, it's crazy. Um, at the time, was your, you know, now wife was she single or she was dating somebody? Bro, okay, so this is where it gets this is where it gets uh, interesting. Oh, do tell. Um, so, um, I come to find that. So then I we didn't you know, gets to know each other much, but over the next couple of weeks and months, you know, we, we start hanging out with other students from the university and things like that. And, and come to find out, uh, so when I was in Menominee, uh, I had best friends growing up and, um, and he, so this girl Yang, you know, my, my wife, my future wife, you know, she, she's from La Crosse, she's from Wisconsin. And I'm from Wisconsin as well. I'm from Menominee, she's from La Crosse. She, um, and my best friend, his family moved to La Crosse, okay? And his younger brother starts dating this girl, all right? And, and um, <laughs> so, yeah, man. So this is right after uh, her high school, high school and, and her and this boy were, were high school sweethearts, all right? And um, he actually mentions to her, hey, you know, maybe you'll meet our buddy uh, Dave, David down there, you know? Speaking of the devil. And I was like, oh, and, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, man, it's crazy, yo. And then, um, and once I found out, I was like, wow, she's dating him? Like, wow, okay, I, I, I better, like, you know, I respect, you know, I, I respect this guy, you know, he's, he's my friend, you know, uh, and, uh, and she's taken, so I want to respect that as well. And uh, so, you know, for the next year and a half, like, um, we, you know, hung out the same crowd, social group, and, you know, went to the same parties and things like that. But I really didn't um, uh, pursue her too much or, or, or do anything. Um, because, I, you know, I knew that she was single. But then there was a point when she, you know, her and her boyfriend did break up. Um, because the long distance was just too hard for them. It was just really hard for them. Uh, she was doing her undergrad, uh, you know, at, in, in Arkansas, and he's in Wisconsin, you know, doing his thing. And so they broke up. And so within that, you know, year or so, um, we were kind of seeing other people, you know, not in fully committed relationships, things like that. But we were seeing, you know, uh, we, you know, I, I was single, she was single, and we were, we were kind of... Um, uh, testing the waters of different different people, you know, throughout this whole year and a half, um, and then, you know, there's no doubt that there was a connection. Like, there was a connection throughout the whole time that we were hanging out with the same group or social group. And uh, you know, when we started dating, she she you know reveals to me that she like she liked me so much, you know, and. I was actually, what? yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, I, I didn't know it. She was so timid and shy and quiet about it. But there was this, like, unspoken, like, connection in chemistry between us 
and she said there was you know there were uh parties or events that she would attend just because she knew i was going to be there you know and i was like wow <laughs> man that's crazy that's crazy because i felt the same way i knew that you were going to be there or i i hoped so much that you were going to be there you know at, at these certain events and uh you know i i had i had a, an ear ear pierce and everything and uh and i was a bad boy honestly i was a bad boy <laughs> and there was a, an Oklahoma uh, New Year tournament. I played volleyball, you know, um, uh, at this tournament, and she was there uh, with her parents and things like that. And uh, this was like um, kind of between that year and a half when we were kind of both single. There was, you know, kind of sparks always there, but like nothing solidified, like really um, went anywhere because it, it wasn't. Um, uh, maybe the timing, you know, the timing just wasn't right, but we knew that there was always something there, but man, I, I had an earring. I remember I was like, I always wanted her to come hang out, hang out with us. So I was like, Hey, there's a night party, you know, after the new year, of course, you know, there's a new year dance, new year party. And, and I was like, you know, just want you to just come with me or, you know, come, come with us. And she's like, well, you're going to have to ask my mom, <laughs> she came with her mom, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, so shy. I was like, no, I, uh <laughs> am i gonna ask him <laughs> what you know uh and, but uh and and she she approached her mom and and her mom her mom knew man her mom knew that she had a crush or she had something for me she was like that's a bad boy you <laughs> know that's a bad boy <laughs> don't 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 go after him you know and and so she her mom man her her mom definitely like uh i mean I, you know i don't blame her every every mother would you know she, I was sociable. I was like, you know, I, I like to be kind of the uh, the main guy of the party, you know, and and just be known, you know. And and so her mom saw the right away that that he's a kind of a troublemaker or he's center of attention, bad boy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, he's not going to be good for my daughter, you know. So I, I don't blame, you know, her mom, but but when when I'm home with my family, my mom, I'm a good boy, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At that year and a half, what was the main method of communication? Was it just texting here and there? I mean, it yeah, seemed bro. like you were, okay. you know, yep. yeah. or you guys are yeah. writing love letters here. Okay. Yes. We still had, uh, we still had Zanga and Asian Avenue. Do you remember Asian Avenue? Man, bro, you know. I'm a little bit older than you. I know. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, I know man. the struggle about writing email. And hey, today, yes. I still write it. I still write an email. Anyhow, go bro. ahead. Bro, man, yeah, Asian Avenue was a thing, man. That was that was like the that was like the thing, you know, and uh, yeah, man, I remember because we were both uh, going to school, you know, seeing each other, you know, during um, you know class breaks and things like that with the, the Hmong kids and things like that, and you know, I, I was I was I, I sent her. I remember sending her in, a letter on Asian Avenue. I was like, hey, you know, you know, I I know that we got some kind of connection. You know, is there like anything there, you know, is there something there? And, and, you know, again, like, I think the timing wasn't right. Cause she knew like, I, I was very sociable. And so I think gut, gut feeling she wanted to respond with, yeah, you know, I, I really want to pursue this or, um, you know, be, you know, take this further, but um, uh, something inside of her must've, you know, just like played it down low and, and low key and just be like, yeah, you know, we're, 
everything's just cool, you know, and she didn't make any uh like obvious things that she wanted anything else. And I was the kind of the type that I was like, okay, if this girl really likes me, then she'll probably tell me and then we'll pursue it. But I didn't get that message, even though she said that she does like me, you know, I didn't get that message. So I was so then I was like, okay, I'm single, you know, I'm just gonna go do my own thing too, you know. <clears throat> it seemed like from my it seemed like that year to half she kind of liked you already but not quite the 110 percent yet it was like yeah. there's some attraction there and of course yeah. you expressing there was definitely attraction there um yeah. but you both were doing your thing yes, now let's move exactly. things even closer with even Asian avenue when did it really do when do you when do you remember your really like your first date like it was an official first date one-on-one probably have to ask her mom like oh um <laughs> something like that, right? no um you know uh she it, it didn't get there because uh after her first year she was commuting back and forth to her to her parents house um to the chicken farm because her parents did chicken farming and um but after the first year of her undergrad she moved into the dorms because she wanted like a little bit more freedom you know so she's like you know you know she's like yeah so of course you don't need your mom's permission at that exactly mom's not at the door doorstep exactly so you know my wife she's uh yang at the time she was uh she's pretty sheltered you know so this is pretty much her first first time out in like college life outside the home without you know parental advisory (laughs) anything um so so uh, pretty much we, what did we do? Um, dude, <laughs> funniest thing, man. Uh, funniest thing was the first day, man. I, I, I asked her to, uh, <laughs> to, to get ready and, and I want to take her out for, um, uh, to take, it, take her out to the movies. And bro, man, I had this mo van, my mom's van. <laughs> is it Toyota Prima? Uh, Mango van? It's a Sienna. It's Sienna. Sienna. Okay. Yeah, Close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Toyota Sienna. I believe that was it. And yeah. uh, my brother's, we, and one of the windows was broken and it had like duct tape on it. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. I was not embarrassed, man. But <laughs> that was your first date, though. Yeah, it was my first date, dude. And I was sitting, um, uh, I actually actually brought my brothers with me and my cousins. So it wasn't it wasn't actually like a date, but it was yeah, man. It was uh, it's like a group date, I guess. I don't know, but uh, I, I went to pick her up, and man, I I'm such an idiot, bro, because I sat up front with my brother driving, and Yang was sitting in back with my brother, my younger brother, and my cousin. You know, I didn't even sit back there with them. You know, with my with with Yang, my date. You know. Uh, but we, we went to watch movies, um, and then uh, one of the funny, one of the other funny, funny dates is that I took her to uh, one of our uh, probably their second date after that. I took her to to eat at Burger King. <laughs> we ate Burger King, bro. You know, and uh, and she was like, uh, "Okay, sure. <laughs> you want to go BK? Sure, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, like that. Exactly, man." And and. Uh, you know, broke little college student, you know, and, uh, you know, in hindsight, I, I, we laugh about it. And, uh, and I, I tell her all the time, I was like, that was just a test, babe, you know, just to make sure you're not a gold digger, you know? 
<laughs> oh man. Oh, well, when did things get really getting serious? Because that was the first day at BK. Yeah. Um, I'm taking notes too, so make sure I'll take the next girl on a date at BK. <laughs> so I'm taking notes. Oh man, yeah, yeah. The best way to to to, to check if they're a gold digger, taking a BK. <laughs> BK, got it. Or, or, got or it. take her in a junkie car or something like that. Got it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man. When things got serious, man, was um, uh. Really, when uh, we uh, we just started hanging out more, and then um, um, I just, you know, after the the year and a half or, or so, after those few dates, um, you know, we realized that we really liked each other. Yeah, we realized that we okay. really liked each other. Um, and this is, I don't know, maybe two thousand six ish, two thousand seven. Because uh, you know, we started doing things together more, more and more. Yeah, we started doing more and more things together by ourselves. Um, going out to eat together, you know, going out to, to dates, uh, going out, um, just enjoying, enjoying life together. That's really when we realized that, wow, like, you know, things are like we really like each other. And we really like spending time together, doing things together. Um, and then on her birthday, I was like, I was so scared. I was afraid because. Honestly, I, I don't know if I've officially ever really asked a girl to be my girlfriend, you know, because it was kind of, you know, when you're a bachelor, you just kind of have these, you know, you, you just kind of test the waters, you know, with, with different people. You don't really. And then, um, and, but yeah, with her, I was like, man, this is okay. And then I was like, yeah, <laughs> for, for a birthday, I was like, uh, you know, after we, um, uh after we you know just watched movie or hung out and, and i was like um, um um will you be my girlfriend <laughs> she was like what you know and and she was like uh yeah uh, yeah you you're asking me to be your uh your girlfriend yeah you know and she was all you know qualified too you know and i was like okay this is official now okay so you must have went home just like driving in your beat up van, just like jumping in joys or something. Yeah, bro. I was like, wow, this is it. Yep. We're we're boyfriend girlfriend, you know. Um but it, it wasn't all smooth waters, man. It wasn't all smooth from there because I, you know, I was one of those guys who like to club a lot, you know, and, and I like to join the parties. I like to that so, so she went with me everywhere we went you know and and she was there with me everywhere we went but it we went out a lot and and that did cause cause issues because you know uh the the honest truth is a club is not for for um uh, uh people who have spouses or significant others you know i think a club is more like a social event for single people to kind of mingle and it's yeah it's not- i might even accidentally talk to your wife <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hey, you, you're guilty of it too. You were a bash at one time, right? Yeah, exactly, his girlfriend man. at the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and so that that does uh, and that that caused issues for us uh, for us a lot because yes, there were there were guys who who you know the girls they like to go dance they like dance to dance together alone and then of course single bachelors they'll come up and try to dance behind the girls or like trying to get you know the girls and and then of course jealousy I'm like you know jealous about that and. And then, um, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's a place for single people. That's the honest truth. Right, you know, right. and, what, and yeah. What did, 
you know, we already know what her mom think of you. What does yeah. your mom and dad think of her as a boyfriend, girlfriend, though? Not the wife yet, but, the, you know, yeah. at that time. Um, I think, you know, they liked her, you know, uh, because she's really a sweet girl. You know, she comes from a, you know, good home uh, and, you know, good values. Um, and, and she didn't raise any red, red flags or anything to, to, to my mom or dad. Yeah, she was, was a good girl. You know, she was sweet and she, um, you know, every time she came over, she helped out, you know, be the, you know, good, you know, duties, you know, help prepare or food and set the table and things like that. So, um, you know, she, she, it was good. Yeah. When did you but know I'm, that yeah. you end up getting married? Her? Yeah. So, man, uh, I think I knew that. So we dated throughout our, pretty much our whole undergrad from 2006 to 2010. Four years. Uh, 2011, actually, we got, we got married 2011. Okay. Um, and, uh, but I knew that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her within probably like after two to, probably two to three years. Two to two to three probably, years. That's when you knew yeah, very after solid. Two, two to three this years, I was girl. like, yeah, this, this is, is this, yeah, this is a girl. Uh, this is a girl, but I must tell you that I, I made a really bad impression, first impression of all of her sisters and cousins. She has one sister, but she has like tons of first girl cousins who she grew up with. She considers her sisters. They all came down to Arkansas to visit her. They're like so happy and meet me for the first time. But I was still like, like I said, you know, I was still kind of a bad boy. I was, I wanted to go out and dance and drink and all of her sisters and cousins, they do not drink. They do not party. So this is kind of like actually the first time in the club. And um, I was dancing away and drinking away, you know, and yeah. they were like, oh, my gosh, this guy. This guy's wild. This guy's way wild. Like, what do you see in this guy? You know? <laughs> so they went back home and told all their girls and aunties and everything. And they were like, Yang is dating a bad boy. He's a bad boy, you know. Um, but uh, thankfully, I, I made up with it. I made up for it, you know, in, in the end. Uh, because my wife, uh, she did, you know, throughout our, our time together, she really uh, helped me become, become the man I am today, really. You know, made a really complete 180, 180 shift, man. If you met me from 2003, 2004, and, and now it's like completely different, different person, for sure. Ooh, every man looked for a woman like that. Yeah, uh, exactly, man. When do you when, still show truly drink then, or don't drink at all? Um, maybe a couple of times a year, man. Uh, so show very social. Yeah, 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 very social. If there's like a holiday or like this past Thanksgiving. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, so that's to, gives a good idea. Like you definitely changed in from where yeah. you are. What? Yeah. What was a few of the character that just made you think like this goes for me? Um. Man, honestly, like uh, our relationship was the smoothest uh, that I have had with any other girl. Um, and you know, I I've seen a, a handful of full of girls, and I've you know I've been dated, like I said, are very sociable. So I've had you know a handful of relationships, and uh, for this girl, she and our my relationship was the smoothest. Like it wasn't forced upon um, to to try to force 
either like someone or force myself to like her. It was just very, very natural, uh, easygoing. Um, you know, the issues are, were kind of like my, my issues. Like, you know, I, yeah, I did stupid things or things like that, but it wasn't like in terms of our connection and our, um, uh, and, and she was, you know, she has, her value system is very similar to my value system. I think that's one of the main things, you know, we value family, you know, we value like respect, you know, being uh, respectful towards another, being loyal to each other, um, being um, loyal and, and even respectful to our family, our, our elders, you know, our mom and dad, things like that. And, and we value that. So when we saw each other interact with our, each other's families, like it was like, wow, yeah, you know, this is, this is a good girl or, you know, she, of course, knew, you know, I love my mom so much. I love my sister so much, you know, and she's like, well, you know, he has a tremendous respect for his, his, um, the girls, you know, in, in his family. And, and, and uh, I have a tremendous respect for, for girls in general, you know, and female, you know. Moving um, on to that yep. four year of dating and something turned really big into that five years. Because we're going to talk the part about this. This girl is going to leave out of your life. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yep. Right? Yep. She was going to leave out of your life because you've been dating her for four years. Yep. And then yep. a big turn. Something happened that she yes. was going to move back to Wisconsin. Could you describe exactly. and elaborate on that? Yeah. So we, have, like I said, we're doing an undergrad and we both graduated at the same time. You know, uh, just coincidentally, 2010. Uh, summer of 2010 and um, her um, so I actually actually already have already have purchased a ring because I was like okay I'm gonna be graduating we're both gonna be graduating this is gonna be the time you know and I actually purchased it in February okay I purchased it in February um, so about three uh, yeah like four months before and so i've been i was just holding on to it uh we had a vacation planned in march we went to florida and i was like okay i'm gonna post to her then you know and and then we would be graduating we'd be like off on our own and things like that but i didn't have the gut to say you know to propose to her you know i was like okay this is the time we're going to miami this is our vacation i'm gonna pick a good time and just propose to her and I just remember, man, I had the ring, ring with me, went to the, watch the sunrise at the beach, and I was like, okay, this is it. But I was such, such a chicken, you know? I was like, proposing is like, you never did it before, you know? So it was like, you're a chicken about it. So uh, I didn't have the guts to say it, uh, to, to, to ask her. And then I took her on to another um, kind of a historic, you know, kind of cute city. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it now. And I, I had the ring with me, and I still didn't do it. Uh, and then we graduate and we're still not married. I still didn't propose to her, you know, and of course her moms, they all came down to the graduation and her mom's like, like any mom's like, okay, you're done. Okay. My lovely daughter, you're done with college. Come back home to La Crosse because uh, they, they had a chicken farm for a few years, but they moved back to La Crosse. Okay. So the whole family, that's is back the reason the whole family is back in La Crosse, Wisconsin. She's like, okay. Uh, you know, you're done with school, come back home. And, and um, she didn't move right away because she was still working and kind of doing things. So it was fall, 
okay, fall. And then her mom was like, okay, how, how much longer are you going to stay down there? And this time I, I still didn't have any, I was still holding on to the ring. And uh, of course, I think her mom was just like, okay, you know, you're, you've been down there for a few months, you know, after graduation, it's at this time, I think it's like September-ish, I think September, October. And they're like, okay, we're going to come to get you. We're going to come and get you, pack your bags, pack, you know, your belongings. We're going to come get you this weekend. Uh, and then I was like, this weekend? Oh, my. <laughs> I was like, this weekend? Are you serious? I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, and I'm in the back of my mind, bro. Like, her, ex has, her ex-boyfriend is still in lacrosse, still there, still bachelor, still single. And she's a beautiful girl. I, I know that, like, if, if, if I let her go, it'd be the end. It would be the last time I'm seeing her, you know, be just because there's be so many other guys after her and long distance relationship. It's, it's tough. It's tough. And, and um, so I had to man up uh, while she was working. I was like, okay, this is, I, I have to do it, you know, because uh, if I don't do it, I'm a loser. That's the bottom line, you know? And so, <laughs> so I, uh, I, while she's working, I planned like a bunch of balloons and, and um, each inside each balloon was like little note that I wrote. So she had to pop the balloon, you know, to, to the path to the, to the bedroom or yeah, to the bedroom where I'm standing and sitting and with the ring. That's pretty much the setup. It was like a nice, beautiful, pretty setup with balloons. And she came in and she's like, whoa, what is this? You know, and she looked at the, looked at the balloon. It was like, just, she had no clue, no clue what was going on. And, so she popped the balloon and she read it and each hand one had a little note like, you know, I, um, you know, you are, you complete me or things like that, you know. So uh, each balloon you wrote down what you thought about her. Yes. Oh yeah. man, this guy, yeah. I'm really taking notes. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, so I, yep, I had, I had it inflated with, with a note inside. So she had to pop the balloon and then read the, read the note inside the balloon. And there was about maybe 10 to 12 balloons that she had to, she had to break. And then um, at the end of the, the balloon, you know, the last note said, you know, I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? And I was down on my knee and boom, the ring was there. And she was like crying. And then she's like, yes, you know, and so boom. My man. My man. So that's uh, how it went down. Yeah, man. My man, that happened. I'm yeah. assuming that she gave some some story to her mom and dad right away. Like, I'm not coming uh, home to look for us. <laughs> that that is funny because because her parents came and got her anyway. So yeah, her parents came and got her, uh, but she was only up there for about uh, maybe three or four months before we did the, the home home thing where I had to drive up there. Yeah, and, yeah but but yeah, they came and picked her up and. And uh, I knew, I mean, I mean, we both knew that we were, we were going to get married. Um, but um, I think the other thing was my, wa- my wife wanted to spend time with her family too, you know? So I respected that. And, um, and so I think that's what we, we kind of planned. We're like, yeah, okay, you know, it's, it's good. You know, we, we, we're going to tie the knot. It's solidified. Ain't no man or woman coming between us, you know? Um, so, so she went up for um, a good three, four months. Um, uh, maybe six months to, to lacrosse and spend up there with the family and catch up with the cousins and everything. Um, um, and then, yeah, I went up Just there. Like and, 
Tell us, you, you know, tell us one thing that, what is the most special part of your wedding? It was a traditional wedding, correct? Hmong traditional. Yeah, it, we, had, we had both a traditional and American. Okay. Um, the traditional one, man, the traditional one was so special, bro. Like, sometimes, like, as guys, as Hmong guys, like, we just, we feel um, just so overwhelmed by the drinking that's going to be involved. Like, well, man, you know, there's no way to prepare for it. We're going to get drunk no matter what, you know? The drinks are coming. You can't avoid it in a home wedding. So um, I embraced it, man. I embraced it. Um, and because I, at that point, I was close with the family already. They loved me. They, they knew me. And so, like, as soon as I walked in, you know, uh, with her or to, to come in, you know, like, the uh, uh, aunties and everyone was, like, just just welcoming me. You know, you know, wow, you know, they're so happy. And I was, like, like flying. I was I was a crybaby, man. The whole Hmong wedding, dude. When once the alcohol kind of kicked in, bro, I was like just weeping because I was I was so happy, man. It was such a happy day, and and um, you know one of the, the great things that I I did that I'm so glad I, I did was um gupe, you know, uh, mom and dad and the uncles, um, because I think not a lot of people or you know um, you know Jabawa, not a lot of them do that. Where, where they actually take their mom aside and say, mom, you know, I love your daughter. You know, I was like, look up inside, you know, I, I know she, I'm taking like, you know, an arm away from you, but uh, I, I want to spend the rest of my life with her. I'm going to take care of her. Like, so you not only take, make a vow to, you know, your wife, but like my mom and dad, I'm going to take care of you. I'm your daughter and don't worry. And I was like crying like a baby. And then, and then I, you know, uh, mom and dad and the uncles and, and um, that was that was very very special, and uh, they they really uh, they really responded well to it, and, and appreciated it as well. It's all around like perfect. <laughs> Long way. Fast forward, two yep. adorable kids, a daughter and a one year old son. Yep, one year old son. Yeah. Uh, how many years has it been? Uh, it's it will be, bro. It will be uh, it will be ten years. March a decade, a decade, this cute March, and and two March. kids, <laughs> cute, cute, naughty old one year old now. Yeah, exactly, man. How do you keep the love light burning? Uh that's a good question, man. We we have to we have to work at it. It's a lot of effort that we have to do. Uh, we have to constantly remind ourselves. We have to make time for for each other. We have to. Um, uh, we have to stop technology, man. Technology is like stealing our time from each other. Social media, our phones, laptops, whatever. We come home and, you know, a lot of times we just do our own thing on our phones. And uh, that's what um, a lot of couples are do- dealing with. Honestly, a lot of marriages are dealing with that problem. And, and, and we are too. And so we have limited our technology time. Um, and that's helped tremendously. Um, like last night, you know, we shut the internet off early and, and we read together. You know, we read a book together. Um, so, you know, the more things that we can do together, um, like qualitatively, that just brings us closer, you know, to, to oneness, you know, because we're kind of doing this together and we're shooting for, for one thing. And, and the other big part is, you know, I come from Christian background and, and so we pray with each other and, uh, we lift each other up, you know, and and I ask God, like, well, how can I, as a husband, support my wife? Or, um, 
do better to to love my wife and to be affectionate and so you know prayer helps you remind us um kind of to to take a role you know as a husband and, and wife um and you know of course like uh yeah i'm mean, spending time quality time together i mean intimacy is a big uh, big thing that i'm a proponent for uh you have to I, I don't see any any healthy marriages that um do not have intimacy you know in, in the marriage so um that's what really uh sets us apart from anyone else you know it, because it's it's a very like it's a very uh like holy thing you know intimacy with another person you know and what do you, then, you mean? Oh, yeah. What do you do when you can't agree on something? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different. <laughs> there's a lot of different scenarios. Uh, sometimes, yeah. I mean, a lot of times we argue. A lot of times we bicker. Um, when we can't argue, uh, agree on something. Um. um it, it it depends. You know what? Honestly, it depends on how connected we are. Honestly, it depends on how connected we are as a couple. Because if we are like really connected, if there's some that we don't agree on, like we're patient, we're calm. We're like, okay, let's talk through this. But like, if we're kind of distant, if we've been on our technology and phone for like a week and like not have much quality time together. Um, like that will lead to like big arguments or like, misunderstandings like what what do you mean you know and, and so it it depends on how connected we are with each other and and you know with god that's kind of how we we connect and that's how um yeah kind of goes to my next question like you know who should you turn to if you if you have problems that you realize you cannot solve by yourself on your marriage um yeah you're, it's it's yeah i know you're i know you said you're a religious man too you know yeah but can you elaborate yeah. more on that yeah. yeah 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 um if yeah definitely man i i have to definitely lean on god for sure um and and i think that's so important for every marriage is to to actually have like either a higher being or like something higher than just um an understanding of like a husband and wife because as humans, like we will always fail. Like as a man, like if my wife puts her complete trust and faith and everything in me, and the moment I make like one mistake, I'm late for picking her up, or I'm, I you know forget to take out the trash, or like I, you know, do something wrong. It's like the whole like the whole her whole like world shatters, and and that's kind of the issue with a lot of these relationships is like they put all their hope in faith and trust in this one person when a hundred percent of time we're all we're, all, we're always going to fall short we're always going to fail and so so we have to have a, a, a faith that is higher than just like our human like you know i don't know does that, does that make sense and Fair so enough. yeah yeah i I, uh-huh. I call him on god a lot and then i also call him my brother um he's a pastor and and other other friends who, who i see as mentors for sure yeah how do you, how do you, how did, does the two of you find uh, some balance between working, managing household responsibility, kids, and then spending time together? Yeah. Um, so yeah, right now I'm, I'm kind of in a transition. So where I'm like studying a half a day 
Um, my wife's with the kids, you know, half the day. And then um, she just picked up uh, this part-time, part-time job. And um, so, yeah, the days that we have off, we, we definitely have to spend, we spend together. Um, and then we're always cooking together. We're always uh, washing the dishes together, cleaning together. Um, like yesterday, uh, we were reading, like I was reading to my daughter and my wife was reading to my son. Um, and then, um, you know, once you put them to bed, that's when we, we usually when the kids are, kids are asleep, um, we can find time to, you know, kind of just talk and uh, read or do something quality. So uh, we have to make time for it, you know, and it's just, there's just no excuse. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And just a few, just to wrap this up, Anders, just speaking of your wife, I mean, there's got to be a few words that you got to say to her that you want yeah, to bro. say. <laughs> yeah, man, she's the rock, man. If she's listening or, you know, Han, you're, you're the rock of, of you know, our, our family. Uh, you've supported me throughout this whole journey of uh, me going to the you know, medical school. Um, you know, I would, there were weeks and days that I was gone for 12 hours, you know, and my wife had food ready. She prepared food for me for lunch, uh, took care of the kids. She didn't ask for much, you know, and, and I'm sorry that I, you know, um, sometimes fall short and um, lose, uh, not spend enough time or not have put my enough t- attention to you. But um, I'm, you know, I'm aware of it. And, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life making up for all the shortcomings, you know, shortfalls. And and I thank you for being my wife. You're the most beautiful and supportive wife for sure. Yeah. Last <laughs> two things I'm gonna ask you. Yeah. What does it mean to be a Hmong man, David? Okay, so Hmong man. Okay, um, man, it's being a Hmong man is is a very unique and um, a very awesome um, time. Definitely, like right. Like in this just generation, this time, uh, just because we have the opportunity to uh, make a difference um, in the world, because we can have a platform for that, um, and to lead the younger Hmong men, Hmong family, Hmong kids, um, to uh, continue to live on the, the Hmong traditions or to understand the Hmong culture. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a very special, special thing. David, you're into your late 30s now. Can you give me the teenage of yourself and advice about relationship and marriage? Uh, yeah, man. If, if I could give myself uh, advice as a teenager, um, I, would, I would say don't party too much because most of that, you're not going to remember ever. You're not going to remember, you know, honestly, yeah, you just blow that time away. That first year of, you know, college or whatever it is, don't, don't blow it away, you know, make time, make use of your time because um, that time is going to catch up (laughs) when you're like my age, you know, it's like um, you, you want to, you want to get your life going. So, um, you know, and, and, um, and just uh, have fun, but um, 
but uh, also just just be um, just be as as present uh, as you can. You know. Lastly, we really appreciate your time. Where can we find you? Where can we get a hold of you? you know, give us a quick pitch on that. Yeah, uh, and you can uh, find me on Facebook. Um, I believe it's just David Vang. Uh, LinkedIn. I think it's just David Vang as well. Yeah, and then, um, um, yeah, Facebook and LinkedIn, that's kind of my main uh, platform. That I'm using. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, that ends our episode. If you haven't yet, visit our website, www.momentot.com or find us on Facebook, Moment Talk. Lastly, if you're listening on, on a podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or iTunes, do give us an honest rating. 